Shalom Rachad is Chazar Shir number 10, where Bisiat Deshmah will finish Simen Kuvta Divav, which is the sugya of whether you make a bracha on foods that are forbidden and joining a zimun when eating foods that are forbidden, or if people in the zimun can't eat the same food as, uh, as those of their friends that they're sitting together with. Then we're going to learn Simen Kuvtzad Ches, which is the sugya of what you answer if you didn't partake in a meal and you heard a zimun. And then we'll start Simen Kuvtzad Ches, which is which types of people could or cannot uh, join uh, the zimun. So let's, uh, let's begin. Let's begin where we left off. Basically, what we discussed at the end of last week's year was that when a person is eating food that is prohibited to him, uh, not only is he not allowed to be a mitzvah in the zimun, but he's not allowed to make uh, a bracha, not a bracha rishon, and not a bracha achrona, on foods that are intrinsically forbidden. So if a person is not eating kosher food, so the halacha is that he doesn't make a bracha on that uh, non-kosher food, not before, not after. If he's eating it for pikuach nefesh, so we saw the shulchan aruch paskins, they do make a bracha. So what we discussed this week was uh, with regards to stolen food. If a person steals a loaf of bread uh, and he eats it, so it says the shulchan aruch rav, you do not make a bracha rishona because it's stolen, but a bracha achrona you would make. Why would you make? A bracha achrona, because the moment you chew the bread and you're mishanet, you're kone pishinoi, and the moment you're kone pishinoi, so now it becomes yours. So since you swallowed it, once it was yours, so you can make a bracha achrona on it. But a bracha rishona uh, that you would not make. And we said that sometimes you know people joke around and they you know they'll 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 steal their friend's uh, you know um, lunch or snack that he has, right? So if you know that mamishi doesn't care and he's going to be Michael and it's you know like you have a jar of cookies and someone just grabs and takes a half a cookie and it'll be Michael, so then you would of course make a bracha on that. But if you take something even as a joke and you eat it uh, and your friend is gonna be upset at first and then he'll be Michael you, so then taka. Uh, you shouldn't make a bracha on it because you're really taking something that doesn't belong to you. The next thing we discussed is unhealthy food. What's halacha? If a person eats unhealthy food, does he need to make a bracha on it or not? So we saw from the Mishabura that he says that even if food is forbidden on one individual, so that individual does not make a bracha on it. For example, if he made a nether not to eat an apple, so he's not allowed to make a bracha on that apple. So we discussed how do we extend that to food that is unhealthy. So then Ram Shik said, uh, he passed in the I said, someone told one of his... Uh, one of his Talmidim, that he's not, uh, a doctor told one of his Talmidim that he's not allowed to have matzah on Pesach because it's, uh, it's a sakan for him. So the Ramshik Paskin, then not only is he not allowed to eat matzah uh, on, on Pesach, he's also, if he does eat, it's an Avera, uh, and he shouldn't make a brach on it. Why? Because you're not, if, if food is inherently forbidden, uh, if food is inherently unhealthy for you and it's a dangerous for you, so the Allah is that you do not make a brach. And the Ramshik was not machalic between whether the danger is imminent or not imminent. He just says the food is unhealthy, you do not make, uh, you do not make a brach on it, not before, not after. Yashiv was asked, could a diabetic make a bracha, let's say, on a jelly donut or a cake? So he said, a bracha rishon, you would make. Why? Because that first tiny amount that you eat and you enjoy, that's not a danger. That's not dangerous for you, right? Even a diabetic, you can have a small amount. So you would make a bracha rishon. But once you eat a kezayis, that kezayis, uh, if, it, if it's presumably that's already dangerous for, di- for the diabetic, so if he would, uh, if he would make a bracha on it, uh, so, so therefore you do not make a bracha chrona on that, on that amount. Or similarly, if someone, you know, has a shalom is celiac and he's eating, he's eating wheat, uh, which is mamish dangerous for him, so then he would also, you wouldn't make uh, not a bracha rishona or a bracha chrona because um, even a small amount is, uh, is, uh, is dangerous. The chachani doesn't seem to, he seems to argue on this uh, diabetic uh, case and he says that only your, the iser to make a bracha on something is only if it's going to be imminently dangerous, right? If you take something and it's mom, someone is allergic to peanuts and he's about to take a peanut, uh, he wants to eat a Reese's peanut butter cup or whatever it is, uh, so then he wouldn't make a bracha on that because that's mamish uh, nefesh. But something like someone who's a diabetic who eats a piece of cake and then only later on it's going to become dangerous so that you would make a bracha rishona and, uh, and a bracha achron. So let me say there's three, three sheets of here. We have the Ram Sheikh who's not mechalik who basically says whenever something's dangerous you're not allowed to eat it. Where do we draw the line there? Sorry, Rav Yashiv says when it comes to a diabetic who's eating 
a cake or something that with a lot of sugar. So a bracha rishona he wouldn't make because that small amount in the beginning that's not dangerous. You make a bracha on it. But if a kezayis is dangerous for him, so then he should not. Uh, he should not make a bracha chrona. And the chutzani says that you can make a bracha rishona and a bracha chrona. Why? Because at the end of the day, the danger isn't uh, isn't imminent. So that was the the first sigya that we discussed. The second sigya that we discussed is whether you're allowed to make a, a zimon it, with people who you won't eat from their food. So we saw the shulchan paskins and siv gimel that if um, if there's no way for a person to theoretically eat from the other person's food, the halacha is there's no zimun. So the case that the Shulchan Aruch gave is if you have a coin who's eating challah uh, and he's eating with two Yisraelim and the two Yisraelim are eating uh, are eating pas palter, pas akum, right? And the coin is nizar nati pas akum. So the halacha is that they cannot be mitzvah for a zimun, right? Why not? Because none of them could theoretically share the food of, uh, of one another. But if you have a Kohen uh, who's eating with two Israelim, and the two Israelim are eating Pas Yisrael, so even though the Israelim can't eat the Pas, the, the, the Chala of the Kohen, but since the Kohen can eat the Chala of the Israel, so therefore they are, they are Mitzarf, and, and, uh, and the Mishabur says that the Minig is to give the, to give the person who, because of him, the Zeman happens, uh, to, 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 to lead the Zeman. So, where is this practically? Where, where do we have this all the time? Is that if you're working in a business and you're going to the dining room and you're sitting at the table and at the table is you who have, you know, a Philly steak and another friend who also has a Philly steak and then there's another guy who has a, a, a cream cheese sandwich, right? So you can't all share from the same bread because one is Tleshik and one is, uh, and one is Milchik. So in that, in that specific situation, you could still have a Zeman. Why? Because the moment the guy who's eating the... the Cream cheese bagel. The moment he's finished eating his cream cheese, what's alacha? He can wipe his mouth. He can do kinoch v'adacha, and then he can eat your meat. And th- since theoretically he can partake in your food, the alacha is that he can be mitzdarif uh, the zimun. If that individual was eating hard cheese, where the alacha is that he's not allowed to, to join, where the alacha is that you need to wait. Uh, that the custom is to wait six hours, or some even say half an hour, right? Where the luck is that you need to wait, so then, uh, so then you would not have a zimun, and you would not be able to uh, to join together. Uh, so that was that was with regards to p- two people eating meat and uh, one person eating uh, dairy. We also saw that if the individuals aren't going to share the food for health reasons, they're also not allowed to be mitzvah with one another. So, for example, if one person only eats oat bread and the other one only eats. Uh, uh, whole wheat, and the other one only spelt, and they would never share from one another. The luck is that it's not uh, it's not mitzvah. What about kashrus concerns? So kashrus concerns, the one with the lower standard will usually eat uh, the higher level one. So therefore, it's not really uh, an issue. When does there become an issue? It does become an issue um, on Pesach. This is what the truth of Anaga says. He says with regards to Pesach, he says some people eat only machine matzah because they hold that that's the best way to make sure there's no chametz. And then there's some people who hold that you can't eat machine matzah because it's not done lishma. You only have to have hand matzah. So if you have two people or three people sitting together where some of them only eat machine matzah and some of them only eat uh, hand matzah, the luck is that they're not mitzvah. But if one of them eats both, so then they could be mitzvah. And the one who's the one who eats the both, he's the one who should get the zimun. But the Sharetzion says that ideally you give it to the, uh, that if there's a coin around, you can give the zimun to the, to the coin as well. The last thing we saw in Siv Dalet was that the Shulchan Aruch Paskins Allah Lamaisa that in order to be mitzvah in a zimun you need to at least eat a kezayis of bread. Meaning, if you want to be one of the one of the three that's uh, that's eating there, so you need to have at least a, a kezayis of bread in order to uh, to join the zimun. So that was the first sugi that we did. The second sugi that we did was Simon Kuf Tzadikhes. Simon Kuf Tzadikhes discusses the situation of what do you do if you enter your house and then at that moment there's a zimun that's going on. Meaning, you didn't partake in the meal. You walk into the house and you hear a zimun. So says the Shulchan Aruch that if you hear the mizamin. Say, uh, what do you answer? You answer, and if it's a minion, you say, and the way to remember it is, it's, right? 
Lo'olam v'et. That's what you would answer. However, it says the Shulchan Aruch, he says, if you walk in and you don't hear the Mizdamin saying Devar Shechal, rather, what do you hear? You hear the congregation say, Bar Shechal Mishalot Tvocheinu. You hear the, the people who are eating there, the participants who are answering, you hear them answer, Bar Shechal Mishalot Tvocheinu. What do you do? You only answer Amin to their, uh, their Brachan. The Sharetzion asks, he says, I don't understand. He says, when you walk into Shul on, on Marv and you hear just the congregation say, Bar Shechal Mishalot Vaid, what do you answer? You should also say, Bar Shechal Mishalot Vaid. So why over here, when you're coming into the meal and you hear the congregation, the, the participants answer, why don't you? Answer the same thing. Why, why don't you answer Baruch Mavarach Shemotam and Lolamvat? So explains the Shari Tzion. He says, Why by Marv when you walk in and you see, you're allowed to say Baruch uh, Baruch Hashem and Baruch Lamvat like everyone else because you're answering the same thing as everyone else. But over here, when it comes to the Zimon, since you're going to be answering something else because you didn't partake in the meal, which is Baruch Mavarach Shemotam and Lolamvat, and they're going to be saying Baruch Shachal Mushlos Zochainu. So since you're saying two different things, the luck is that you're not allowed to, uh, that, that since you missed it, since you didn't hear it from the Mizamin, so then you don't, uh, you don't say that. Rather, what you do is, is you say Amin. But Lamai Nafkimina, Nafkimina is, is that let's say you partook in the meal and you stepped out for two minutes. Uh, you went to the bathroom and they started to be Mizamin without you. And then when you walk in, all you hear is the, is the participants answering, Baruch Shechal Mishlo What should you answer? You answer, Baruch Shechal Mishlo Why? Because you're answering the same thing as, uh, as they are. So when you're answering the same thing as they are, you say the same thing as them. When you're not answering the same thing, meaning when you're saying Baruch and Baruch Shema, when you didn't partake in the meal, so then you answer uh, Amin to the, to the Mezaminim and to, to the Mezamin and also to those who are participating in the, in the Zimun. And, and the, the, the Mishabura, yeah, he concludes, he says, even when you do answer Baruch and Baruch Shema, Tamad you should still answer Amin to the, to the other people who are saying Baruch Shechal Mishol Tvokhinu because the Ramah says that it's, some, it's considered a bracha. Saying Baruch, uh, Baruch Shechal Mishol Tvokhinu it's some sort of uh, bracha. So that was Simon Kotzad the Chas, a very relevant uh, halacha, a very relevant Simon of sometimes uh, you walk into your house, you walk to Shavu Brachas or, or Simcha or whatever it is and you hear, uh, you hear the benching, what's the proper way to answer? Simon Kotzad the discusses the halacha of who can join the Zimon. So in Sif Aleph, we didn't, we're not going to do every single Sif. Here we're doing just the, just the relevant one. So in in Sif Aleph, the Mechaber of here says that, that a waiter could partake in the Zimun. Why could a waiter partake in the Zimun? Explains the Mishabura. Because while he's serving you, he's eating and then you give him some of the food, you give him a piece of bread and he eats it. And even though Bedar Klau, we said that when three people are walking, it's not considered a Zimun, but this is how the waiter is Kovea his Seuda, he does it on the fly, and therefore he can join, uh, he can join your Zimun. Uh, Lemaisa, the Kapachim, says that today we don't really do this. Today, today the, the waiter doesn't act this way, right? The waiter is not, when, when you're sitting in a restaurant, the waiter is not taking a piece of your bread from your, from your table, right? He's not uh, hopefully stealing a french fries uh, or taking a bite of your steak. So since that's not the way that the the waiters eat today, rather they have their own table in the kitchen or whatever it is, and they eat over there. So the halach is that today, a waiter is not, uh, not mitzvah. But if you do have this type of hybrid waiter who's going to wait the tables and also sit down and eat, the halach is that he is a mitzvah for the, for the zima. So for example, right, if you're hosting a shower brachos and your bar mitzvah son, uh, you ask him, you know, do you mind helping mom, uh, you know, bring out all the food, and then he also goes and sits down, of course he can be included in the ten or in the three that are, uh, that are being uh, mezamed. So that's the first uh, sif that we saw. The next thing we discussed was the, was the, was the Shulchan Aruch and Siv Gimel. Shulchan Aruch and Siv Gimel says that with regards to an Am'arts, whether an Am'arts can join a Zimun or not. So we saw a Gemara that says that an Am'arts may not join a Zimun. And we said, what's considered an Am'arts? Even someone who learned Tanakh and learned Mishnah, but wasn't Mishnah's Talmidi Chachamim to understand how to reconcile the, the Mishnahs with one another. He's considered an Am'arts and he's not allowed to join the Zimun. The Torah says, today we do allow uh, Am'aratzim to join the Zimun. Why do we allow Am'aratzim to join the Zimun? Because 
Um, because if not, we would, uh, we would lose them all, right? They would all uh, run away and say, oh, you're not interested in talking to me? I'm, I'm gone. I'm chucking the whole thing. So therefore, we include them in the, in the Zeman. And that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins and Sif Gimel, that in Amaretz today, is we include him, to, uh, we include him in, in a Zeman. And the, in the Shulchan Aruch adds, even in Amaretz Gomer, even in complete Amaretz, meaning someone who knows nothing. He doesn't know any Tanakh, any Mishnah, nothing. Mamish, nothing, nothing, nothing. The Allah is that he's not Mitzarif, uh, that he, excuse me, he could be Mitzarif, to, uh, to Zimit. But the, the Mishabura quotes the Magan Avram, who says that if the person is over Averis Befarhesia, he doesn't Averis Beisar, the Allah is, we're not Mitzarif him for, uh, for Zimit. And the Bera Allah wants to understand, he says, I understand, he says, if you have someone who believes in a Kaddish Baruch, but he doesn't Averis Befarhesia, right? The Allah is, you can be Mitzarif him for, for a minion, right? If you need a tenth guy for Shachris, you call him in and he, and he can join, right? But when it comes to Zimon, we say not to, not to join him. What's the difference? Why, why is Zimon more Hammer? So explains the Mishabura, the Bera Allah, that a Zimon is, is a coming together. Together, it's a unification, right? When it comes to minion, you need ten people in order to answer a davar shabbatusha. Even if one guy is sleeping, theoretically, the halacha is that you can uh, you can have uh, you can say the davar shabbatusha. But over here, where you're sitting together and you're being mizamin and you're joining together, so that you shouldn't do with someone who's uh, who does averos before uh, before And that's how. So so that's the that's the chiluk. That's why we're more machmer by zimon than when it comes to, to minion. So the question becomes: Is today in our modern day and age, does the same halacha apply? Do we only accept uh, people? Who are uh, meaning someone? Meaning if someone is a uh, doesn't have vera b'farhesia, are we not going to incorporate him in uh, in a zimun? So Rishon Zalman wanted to claim. He says today where our uh, unfortunately many many of the people who aren't religious, they're tinoku shenishbu, and since they're tinoku shenishbu, so then you could you would be allowed to be mitzar for them to, to zimun, but you should not let them lead the zimun. You should not let them lead the zimun. However, Rav Yashiv and Rav Avad Yosef they argue and they say no. They say what do you mean? He says the guy's a mechal shabbos for hasi. The guy doesn't avira beisar. The halach is you're not allowed to be mitzarfim for for a zimun of three. The bare halach was a mesupak. Maybe for a zimun of ten, you would be allowed to be mezamin. Why would you be allowed to be mezamin for a zimun of ten? Because for ten, all it is is davar shabbatusha. It's like a minion, and like by just like by a minion, he's allowed to join the minion. So maybe over here, he's also allowed to uh, to join to be number ten. But the 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 bare halacha ends off with the tzarchin and Rav Yosef says that even for ten you can uh, you can incorporate someone who's uh, who's uh, who's who's uh, who does averos uh, before hesia.